0: hello and welcome to reality roots podcast with me your host hillary welcome thank you for coming thank you for coming back if if you've listened before thank you for joining us if this is your first listen very excited as always to be here now this week, after after last week, I really feel like every time I listen or not listen, every time I watch Jenny Jones for this podcast, I feel so gross afterwards that I just am searching for anything that might feel better or might feel morally better than what we just waded through last week. God, I always feel a bit traumatized by Jenny Jones. What a bitch. Um, this week I see, I kind of screwed myself cause what I think I'm going to probably start trying to do is save up some Montel, Sylvia Brown's, um, episodes for the post Jenny Jones hangover. Because those I do always enjoy, and they don't make me feel ick, which is nice. Um, I just did one of those, though, so I didn't want to do two of them close together. So I went out looking for... I thought this would be harder to find, to be honest. If you are a reality... I guess I'll say reality TV junkie, or like early reality TV junkie like myself... You will remember that Jerry Springer and Maury, I mean, those have really become, (laughs) they've really, they found a groove now and they really don't step outside of that groove. But it wasn't always like that. For a while, they were still kind of, I think, trying to find uh, their beat and find a way um to make a show again without making everybody feel ick (laughs) so um they both Maury and Jerry I remember used to do episodes like this where uh around Christmas maybe they would do like a I don't know like a charitable episode I guess I my memory is of watching um I'm sure it was Jerry Springer but it could have been Maury I feel like I watched one day and they both did the same kind of thing on the same day but as I recall um they would take kids you know um underprivileged kids I guess or kids who were maybe not mm, expecting to have a very good Christmas and they would just take them to Target and be like and go to the toy aisle and be like go pick whatever you want like go pick I don't like whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that your little heart desires. Go pick it. We'll buy it for you. No worries. Um, this episode that I picked is one of those. It's a Jerry Springer. It's called Dear Santa. Jerry Springer hasn't. Um, <laughs> we haven't done this for a while. I don't think. Um, I kind of understand why. It's not... I don't know. I mean, I went to this episode looking for something uplifting. I can't really say that that's what I got. It's nice to watch them do something good for their community. Uh, This episode particularly, like this charity that they're working with, is specific to Chicago, which is very cool. Um... (laughs) but then as soon as you start thinking about like why these people are here it gets sad (laughs) it makes you sad it makes you grateful I guess I feel very grateful um for everything that I have I don't know I came out of this episode I think and I was like oh poverty is sad guys (laughs) like (laughs) I we all know that of course poverty is very sad It's sad to watch and then it's like nice because we get this you know nice sort of band-aid over Christmas. Believe me Christmas can be hard to get through even um when you're not struggling so I'm I'm really happy for them that they got this kind of one year break of stressing about Christmas but poverty is sad. (laughs) It's sad all year. It's sad all the time um so I don't know if I would really say that I came out of this feeling good. I definitely cried a few times, but <laughs> an intro like that. Let's get into it. Eh? <laughs> Jeez, sorry to sell it as a downer. It wasn't really a downer. There's I feel like there is still enough here um that I can put together a good podcast episode right now. And the good news is it's not <laughs> my notes aren't like the 60 pages of notes that I had for Jenny Jones. <laughs> so, we'll probably be in for like a better a better length podcast, if you will. Um, I just want to point out that the actual title of the episode, I think I said it, but it is, uh, Dear Santa. It's got this multicolored graphic (laughs) where it has a backwards E. It's kind of cute. It's kind it's very low tech, to be honest. I'd love to see who mirrored that E. Um, it's kind of cute jerry preps us for him to break our hearts um talks about the chicago so this that they're working with i really wanted to make sure that i got it right because if it is still going on i mean if it's still going on i would encourage anyone definitely if you're from chicago um then i think this would be a good chair i don't know anything about it it's hard to endorse things in 2023 but it seems good if it's still going on it i i would trust it um i would say that a very similar like if you listen to this and you are inspired to give as i did i i hope i can convey some of that um generosity of spirit in this podcast but um where i would go is a podcast uh that i listened to is called feathers in my hair by liz bentley truly that honestly is the level of success that I aspire to. If I can get this podcast to the level of Feathers in My Hair by Liz Bentley, I really am going to feel like I've made it in this life. (laughs) That would be really exciting. A bit of a, not a low bar, but a medium bar, I guess, (laughs) to aim for. Anyway, Liz uh, has been for a few years doing like a I always want to call it Operation Santa. I don't really know what it's called. It's through the U.S. Postal Service. And it's a similar program where children write in letters. And uh, people who are very good people, like Liz Bentley, go in and pick a bunch of the letters. And then try to get everything on the list Um, Liz collects through her podcast. And I know I don't have numbers, but... she does a really, really great job every year. She picks a lot of letters, and it sounds like she raises a lot of money. So if you are so inspired, I would check that out. Obviously not right now because it's January 30th, but keep it in the back of your mind for next year. I think that's a really good way to action some of the feelings that you might get as you listen to this story because poverty is sad and it's still sad in 2023 just as much as it was uh, when this episode aired I didn't get the year of that I'm sorry anyway so this is Jerry is working with the Chicago Sun-Times annual letters to Santa program that they run through that newspaper uh, he says they've selected seven of these children. I know that I didn't get it in my notes, but I I want to point out, because I really don't want to miss it, that at some point, Jerry introduces a family, and we listen to the letter and the story, and then Jerry says, well, let's find out if if you've been uh, selected, if Santa can help you. because <laughs> like, Jerry, it's fucking rude if it's not <laughs> to invite them here. That's... That's so rude to do. Um of course they got picked if they're on the stage. So nobody worry about that because that is honestly sounds stressful when you put it like that. But of course that's not that's not the show we're doing, guys. Everybody here is gonna be happy. Uh oh, first of all though, we get Santa Claus. Santa Claus comes out with two elves and they're not even sexy and that's how you know that this is early Jerry Springer because even I'm sure five years after this was recorded if we would have had Santa with two elves I don't know about Santa but those elves would have been wearing like bikinis or something really <laughs> stupid so they're just wearing Oh, uh, they must come from the newspaper people are just like wearing regular I mean their skirts are kind of short I guess but Um, they just look like regular people in elf costumes, which is nice. I will also say I'm going to try not to out these people, (laughs) but, uh, this is where you really see that this is the roots of reality TV where like this, I don't think this would ever, ever happen these days. I hope it doesn't. Jerry loves to give full names in this episode. Like he'll say the family name and then he'll say the kid's name And then, obviously, their schools have had them write in for this program, specifically. Uh, Which means a lot of them start out with, like, Hi, my name is so-and-so, I'm this age, and I go to this school. And (laughs) as I was watching, I was like, Oh, oh no, (laughs) Jerry, you just put out their full name and where they go to school and their grade. Uh, And I don't think that could really get any worse unless... You know, you were also (laughs) going to print their class schedule or something. Like, if you wanted to kidnap these kids, (laughs) I feel like Jerry would have prepped you well. I'm surprised that never really happened. I mean, not for these kids, obviously, because who would want to shit on kids that are already in a crappy spot? But just generally, I'm always surprised at how many, like, full names and full life details we get for people appearing on these talk shows. Especially minors, I don't think that's really... Mm, kosher. So, the first family that we are going to talk to, I'm not going to say their last name because I think that's rude, but the little girl is named Maribel. It's a very cute name. She is in grade two and she reads her letter. I think it's kind of harsh how they make these kids read their letters out loud in front of an audience. <laughs> to be honest, that's kind of. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It made. It, it kind of honestly detracted from the charity aspect, like the fact that they're kind of doing this for profit. Mm, I, don't, I don't know where the line of charity falls. It's not like truly charitable, I wouldn't say. Like it is still kind of baseline exploitative, but I mean, these people are getting something, I don't know, I it just its a bummer, it's a bummer that kids have to ask for things that are so basic, and then, like, not just that they have to ask in a letter to Santa, but then we also make them read it to us, <laughs> I don't know why, like I said, this, this didn't uplift me, watching this as much as I thought it would be, I think that is the main reason, it just was a bit of a bummer. But I can't think about that too much. (laughs) So uh, Maribel has two butterfly clips in the front of her hair. It's very 90s. I just, I don't know. It made me think of being a kid in the 90s. Uh, She says, I live in a neighborhood with gangbangers, but the gangbangers don't bother me. And I don't know. uh, There's another kid later who says specifically the word gangbangers. And I'm going to have to assume that was like, hot word in whatever year this was. I never hear, not that I live close to gangs, maybe that's why, but I. it's very strange to hear a child in grade two use the word gangbangers uh, to refer to people um, but also it's sad that she has to live near gangbangers. It's just a weird, it's a weird word to use. And the fact that it came up twice was really like, what? <laughs> like, uh, maybe it was, in, maybe it was the word du jour that year. Um, also her mom looks like she's wearing a wig and I don't know why if it's, I mean, fair enough. Cause they just, you know, gave us all your specific life details. <laughs> so maybe wearing a wig is not a bad idea. Um, it just looked very wiggy I don't know uh, she's Maribel has two sisters and one brother she says our tv doesn't work can you please fix it it's so sweet I'm just gonna go through all the reasons why my heart is broken like it, <laughs> I think it's very sweet that she asks for their tv to be broken and not just for a new one it's very like I don't know pragmatic I guess I. it's cute um she oh my god and then just like if you're okay spoiler alert your heart is about to get run over by a tractor trailer because <laughs> this is so harsh she asks for a bed to sleep in because her and her brother have to sleep on the floor and she says if possible could you even get like beds for our whole family She asks for warm coats for her family, and she says, if you only have one coat, I will share it with my family. And the tears start flowing. It's so sad, but like not, and she didn't say it in a sad way. She's just like, here's some shit that would be great for my life, (laughs) which makes it sadder in a way. Jerry, okay, Jerry, I will say through this whole thing, as much as it is like baseline exploitative, and I don't want to give Jerry a free pass on that. I will say that Jerry is very kind and very sweet in a way that I don't think you can act. Like, I I don't think it's a show. I do... I'm very scared to say things like this because it's going to come out... Jerry Springer's going to come out in some kind of weird Me Too canceled thing. I don't know. But as far as I can see and as far as I've always felt, I do believe that Jerry Springer is, like, a genuinely good person in his heart. And because... The way that he treats people, I just don't think you could fake. Like, he just has such a genuine, caring respect for everybody that walks on their stage. Um, I just don't think you can fake it. What a nice guy. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to cry all right. Okay, we have seven families to get through, guys, so I'll try to pick it up. Um, Jerry tells the mom that, you know, he's like, you're struggling, but obviously you're raising great kids um, Jerry gives them beds. They roll one onto the stage. It has this very like nineties. I don't know what you call it. Like water, watercolor type bed spread on it. Very of the time. He says that total four beds will be delivered. So everybody has a bed. It's nice. Santa, <laughs> Santa okay. This, this Santa, is is uh doing bits (laughs) for us here i guess that's what you have to do but i uh, i I think he's trying to be the comic relief and it's not enough he's not funny enough to be the comic relief Uh, he's like oh and it's oh it takes a weird turn because it is the jerry springer show there's half a second where i was like but <laughs> Right here. Santa says, oh, I've got something I've been sitting on. And then he lets that hang for a second. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> to double check, like, what episode of Jerry I was watching. He does this bit where he pretends not to know what the TV remote is. Is this a garage door opener? Maybe it's a shaver for my beard. It is as funny as it is how I just said it (laughs) I promise I'm not underselling that Uh, and then he's like oh oh yeah for a tv of course so they bring out a tv it's like pretty small but it's the 90s so fair enough Santa it's funny how (laughs) it's funny how all of our expectations about tvs have really changed a lot in 20 or 30 years uh, Santa says they'll also get a bunch of toys from the fine people at Target, he says, and boots and warm winter clothing. We have no time, like we don't get the reactions, which I actually am fine with because it makes it feel a little bit less exploitative that we don't have to make them like, oh, aren't you happy? Oh, like how excited? They're just like, here's your shot. Here, here's your shot. Here's your shit. Next up. We have Kevin with his two brothers. Kevin is nine years old. Kevin stands up to read his letter like a little gentleman. It's so (laughs) cute. Uh, Their mom goes to school for her GED. He said, this is all in the letter to Santa. I didn't write them like verbatim. I tried to just get kind of the main points. Because again, I don't want to tell you what school they went to, even though they're definitely full grown adults by now. It's just like it's weird. Uh so this story was such a bummer. He tells the whole story to Santa. Hmm, what a bummer. He says last summer he was riding his new bike near his house when a big boy pushed me off the bike and took it. I just got the bike a week before that for my birthday. My mom called the police and they found the bike but it was broken and they painted it an ugly blue. So he asks for a new bike. That's a bummer. What kind of a shithead takes a kid's bike? Like, what did, ugh. I hope wherever those people are, they're sad. <laughs> or they felt sadness for that. Dickheads. He asks for a new bike, and he asks for a mini red bike for his little brother. And he asks for a Super Nintendo for his older brother. He said, my mother works hard cleaning the house, and at night we do homework together... I hope you and Miss Santa have a great Christmas. I love it when kids think outside of themselves <laughs> and wish nice things for Santa as well. It's sweet. It like it shows that they are sweet kids, I feel like. Uh, Jerry says, there's no tougher job in the world than being a single mom. I just want to pinch Kevin's squishy cheeks. They're so cute. <laughs> They're so cute. I don't normally say that about nine-year-olds, but he's got these squishy cheeks. I just want to squish them. Uh, they bring out a bike for him through the audience for some reason. I don't know why it's like some things they bring, they must just logistically not have enough room, but I don't know what the backstage really looks like, but there must be space issues, I guess. Cause they wheeled a bed through the back, but then this bike, they like, like they bring it through the audience. It's like, <laughs> everyone's like, like moving out of the way. Um, and they bring out a red bike for his brother no mention of the super nintendo so i don't know i mean they got other i think they got like warm clothes or stuff like that but uh i was hoping for the super nintendo <laughs> for his brother that would have been awesome uh next up we have 12 year old icy and her brother jeremiah i don't want to go out about her name because uh santa doing bits <laughs> he, uh comedy santa if you will is gonna mention that too and I don't want to steal his bits because then I'd be just as bad as he was but um I see like I see why I see and her brother Jeremiah I see is 12 uh she says the following I live in a kind of bad neighborhood there are a lot of gangbangers around my neighborhood again we get the gangbangers word why like it's just I don't know why like I said it must have been a word at the time uh he says he lives with no sorry she says she lives with her mom and her brother she says sometimes food is hard to get please can you help me oh my gosh like if I, I just want to cry so hard I did at the I know that I'm kind of laughing through this now because I can't just like cry on a podcast and expect people to listen to it but I cried both times that I watched this so that was fun um she says please can you help me I wish I could have a tv so I could watch tv with my brother and my mom I wish you could bring food so we could have enough to eat also if possible could you I love that oh my gosh also if possible could you please bring me a small decorated Christmas tree my apartment is very small so the tree will have to be small if you can bring a small watch for Christmas too so I can give it to my mom because she never had a watch before in her whole life Thank you for reading this letter and I hope you have a happy Christmas. Oh my god. Like (laughs) so cute. She's twelve. I feel like mostly at twelve you don't believe in Santa, but um, I think it's nice. I think it's nice that she obviously has nice manners. And then this was kinda weird. I guess it was kind of fun way to break it up, but Jerry was like, Okay, close your eyes and let's see if you prayed hard enough. Jerry you better have something because like, it's really gonna change the tone of this whole thing <laughs> if it turns out she didn't pray hard enough um, and then the lights go down and she's got her eyes closed and he says okay count, count to three and she counts to three opens them and there's a christmas tree it's all decorated it's really beautiful also to be honest it looks kind of big i do know like it's (laughs) it's not like she wished for a small one because she only you know didn't think she was gonna get a big one it's just that it sounds like a space problem so i don't know the tree looked kind of big to me but i hope it fits Uh, in their apartment it's beautiful i don't know it's a nice moment like the lights are all shining on her face uh, Santa says, your mom's not here right now. I will say, so. yeah, I see she's here with her brother. Her brother's obviously like a teenager and he looks, I mean, he looks like he doesn't want to be there, which obviously he probably doesn't because I imagine it's pretty mortifying to do this when you are in high school, <laughs> but, um, yeah, your mom, so their mom's not there. Um, but she has a daughter with a very cool name, uh, Icy. Get it? Waka waka. Uh, this is for your mother. She never had a watch. Oh, she can have mine. <laughs> Joking. She can have this one. <laughs> it's like all nicely wrapped with a bow. I went to check. Like, I had to go back because I was like, oh, okay, that's nice. She got a tree and a watch for her mom. Didn't hear anything about the TV or the food. The food seemed important. Like, I wanted them to give them a lot of food. Um, I, so I rewound the episode back just to double check, like, if I missed something. I do see a TV under the tree, so that's good. But no one mentions the food issue, and I wanted people to talk more about food security. But that, we didn't get that. I, I mean, again, maybe they just, maybe they did it, and we just didn't get to see it in the show. That's really my hope. Uh, next up... Um, I did it. Why did I write the name of the families if I'm not going (laughs) to say it? Um, anyway, we have a family, uh, it's a dad and his two daughters, Carmen. Oh, I love the name Carmen. That's a nice name. Uh, Carmen is 10 years old and she's the one who wrote the letter. She said, again, I just, it's so nice. Like, um, again, when they think outside of themselves, she says, I hope things are good with you. I have a special Christmas wish. Can you please help my dad get a job? He is a very good father and he loves me very much. Things are very hard without my mother. I really wanted to. I I mean, I do and I don't again because of the ick. But I did want to know what happened to their mom. Like, if they lost her, um, they just. I don't know. They just. She's not in the picture anymore. I guess. Could you also bring us some warm winter clothes and a toy to play with? I would like to wish you, like, not even, oh my gosh, bless her heart, not even a specific toy, just any toy. God, damn it, what a nice kid. I would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you can't help me, I understand because you are a very busy man. Love always, your friend, Carmen. Oh my God, so sad. Um, I really like Carmen's sweater. It's like a really cool green shade. I think it might be like Kelly green. I see a few different outfits with that same green. So again, it must have been kind of, it must have been a a hot fashion color of the season. But, um, she just looked really nice and really sweet. No, Jerry's like, Dad, how do you feel when you hear that? Oh, the dad's like tearing up. You can see when she's reading her letter. He said he's proud of her, and he makes him happy. He says, it's true, it's been hard for me being a single father. Being a single parent is hard. That's true, being a single parent is hard. And I want to take a moment to just say that um, I know a lot of times where, like, I don't want to get into it. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, you know, in a breakup or something like that, one person is like you know I mean it's hard like breakups are hard right you definitely always at least have a bit of a moment where you're like fuck this person entirely but I hope that if someone out there is going through a breakup and is feeling that way you always keep in mind that that is your child's parent they only get two and you should want to them to spend as much time together as they can even if you're not feeling good about it even if you don't feel like they are the perfect parent um it's not your choice (laughs) it's not your call and you should do everything you can to you know foster a relationship between them um as much as you can because being a single parent like that's it you know what I mean it's it's you really, you really need two parents as a human, I think, not necessarily like a dad and a mom, but I think it's important to have two parents, and, um, I guess that's all I'll say about that, (laughs) just anyway, Jerry says, well, you're obviously doing something right, which is true, uh, they, bring up an audience member and they offer him a job I mean it's kind of hard to offer someone a job like we don't know what his skills are or <laughs> what kind of job he might want <clears throat> but she says uh, come in on Monday morning fill in this application you can start with this ASAP dad looks he does look like genuinely happy and surprised and he cries a little bit and he's like I believe in Santa Claus now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good people getting good things of all the things that like of all the things that people get I guess on this episode the job is definitely makes me feel the best because it doesn't feel like a band-aid over the holidays it feels like a genuine thing that is helpful <laughs> for its life and a way out of the poverty that I feel very bummed out about As I watched this, just kind of a side note: there is like a Snape-ish looking twenty-something-year-old guy in the audience, and it wouldn't really be noteworthy except for that. First of all, ninety-eight percent of the audience for this episode is female female presenting and this is the one guy who looks like his mom dragon here and he might have gotten been like oh well I guess if it's the Jerry Springer show it can't be that bad (laughs) and then he got brought here for this um he has Snape hair he has like a Snape nose (laughs) and he's just like standing right behind jerry (laughs) in the spot where jerry's always standing when we come back from commercial break so we're constantly watching this guy like stand up next up we have dominique who is blind she's 10 years old and she wrote her letter in braille Uh, (laughs) she was born blind they say um, the thing though that actually kind of makes Dominique the best, um, at least in terms of watchability, is that she's she seems less nervous than the other kids. And when I stopped to think about that for two seconds, I was like, "Oh, it's because she can't see the full audience. <laughs> like she can't see. It's one thing to know that there's people there. It's another thing to like see a whole audience of people." watching you read your letter to Santa but she can't see that so she's doing great she is wearing the cutest fucking sailor dress I've ever seen if I ever have a daughter I'm going to buy that dress and make them wear it every day (laughs) it was so cute It had the little collar like oh my gosh I can't even you know what I mean it's like yeah it had a little collar with the little anchors on it it was just the cutest thing I've ever seen it looked very starchy I don't know how people get kids to wear cute outfits that are obviously uncomfortable. That's not something that I've ever done or really even attempted, to be honest. Um, She gets stuck reading and Jerry helps her read it, but in like a very kind way. Again, it's not, he's really not being an asshole. Like he's really like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. He's really sweet with her. Uh, She says in her letter, (laughs) she starts out with like, my teachers say you might bring me a present. You are a nice Santa Claus. (laughs) So sweet. She's so nice. Uh, Mom says, mom describes, like Jerry's like, oh, mom, tell us about Dominic. Mom's like, Dominique is a very responsible person. She's very independent. She doesn't want people to feel sorry for her. She loves going to church and singing. She's a very outgoing, outspoken type of person. And <laughs> Dominic jumps in to be like, I like playing school too. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of the expression on her face is a very like, it's very clear like, why are you talking about me? Like, I'm not here. I'm right here. <laughs> just ask me what I like I'll tell you Um, it's so cute oh my gosh yeah she's like I'm blind I'm not deaf (laughs) I can hear you I am right here oh boy it's too cute and Jerry's like oh okay like so one day are you gonna be a teacher and she's like yeah when I grow up (laughs) she's like you know what else I got a lot of play school stuff at home but she, she says that it confused me for a second, but I think she meant like to play, like stuff to play school with at home, not like play school, like the brand play school. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Uh, Jerry says, "Well, I bet you're going to be a great teacher when you grow up because you've already got a great heart." Uh, mine is breaking. <laughs> Santa got her an entire kitchen set of toys. They say it's from Toys R Us. They definitely shout out their sponsors here. Santa loves to drop a sponsor name, uh, mom and Jerry, because Santa is kind of awkward with it, like, he's describing all this stuff, he's like, oh, we got you this and that, but, like, he's like, come see, <laughs> but, like, she can't, obviously, so, uh, her mom and then Jerry are like, oh, let me help you, like, here, take my hand, and, like, I'll show you, and, like, put her, they, they put her hands on specific be like, Oh look, there's a table here and there's a play kitchen. And then Jerry moves her hand over by like the sink of the play kitchen. And she's like, Oh, it feels cold. <laughs> so Cute. What a cute girl. And he's like, Oh yeah. You know why? Because you're touching a cold Turkey. Like they got them a Turkey as well and put it like kind of next to the sink. Uh, and then she laughs like in a very delightful way. <laughs> And then Jerry calls himself and he's like, oh, you're shaking the hand of a warm turkey. (laughs) Which I don't think lands as well with Dominic, but, um, I mean, you can't say cold turkey on Jerry Springer and not make a joke. (laughs) I'm sure that's in some kind of contract somewhere. And the elves also bring her over some clothes and boots, which is nice. Next up, the bummed me out more because it, okay, I feel like I keep repeating myself. I am so sorry. If, if it bummed me out to watch children have to read out their letters to Santa in like a um, request type way when they're for basic necessities, it bummed me out a lot more to watch an adult do it so I guess this mom found out that her letter was being considered for the show so she also wrote Jerry like a letter personally to ask for help and that is very hard to do and it's hard like I can't must be so hard and that's got to be a hard thing to do like you have to really swallow your pride as an adult and as a mom to like ask for help even if you do need it which it sounds like they do I, I, I don't know. Good for her. I'm like, I don't know what the word is for it, but like, I admire that she did that and that she's doing this, even though it's a bit of a bummer to watch. Uh, she's there with her whole family and honestly, her husband looks kind of weird. <laughs> like, I think just like in an eighties way, it's like nineties is a weird time. Cause we see like the nineties fashion, but then the eighties fashion will kick its <laughs> rear its ugly head literally ugly head (laughs) from time to time. Um, so I don't know. He just looks weird. He's like really skinny and tall and he's got these huge eighties glasses and like this big knit sweater. She says, our family has fallen on hard times. We try our best not to let it affect our kids, but it's been especially hard this year. We have gangs and drug dealers all over our neighborhood don't like it, but we have no other options. I'm trying to go to school so I can get a well-paying job. My husband works very hard and supports us all on his income. I think they have like four kids. Seems like a bunch. Um, she says, we haven't been able to get our kids the things they want for some time now. They are all great kids and they deserve much more than what we can give them right now. I don't want them to suffer through another Christmas. Oh my God, my heart, like my heart as a mother is just breaking. They need clothes and basic things. My greatest wish is for a computer. I'd like to get this for them so they don't have to go outside in a dangerous neighborhood. Oh gosh, remember when computers weren't the biggest problem in our life? When oh man, that really turned around it. Eh? Anyway, Jerry agrees with me. <laughs> Guys, that's good. Jerry says it was it was a courageous letter to write, which is absolutely true. Uh, they roll out a computer. The girl is, like, really psyched as well. Uh, not as well. They're all psyched, but, I mean, she's like, ooh. <laughs> um, and then they let the mom distribute the gifts. She says a little something about each thing. There's, they have a little kid who's probably like three, and he gets a play tool set, and a lot of the kids, cause they're more in that like eight, nine, ten, they're not like, I don't know, they, they don't have the same reactions that like little little kids have, but this kid like runs right over to the tool set and he's like, whoa, like he's like <laughs> plays with it right away. The boy gets a car, the girl gets a ballerina Barbie. For a second, I was like, did I have that Barbie? But no, I had the gymnast Barbie, actually. (laughs) I'm sure it was similar. I feel like my friends had ballerina Barbies, though. Christopher looks a bit older, uh, probably like 9 or 10. Uh, She got him some Goosebumps books and the Space Jam playset. This, I, the only thing I didn't like is she keeps being like, oh, like, like for the, say the girl, he's like, she's like, oh, she kept bugging me for a ballerina Barbie. And it was like, she said that, but like, oh, and you know, he's always bugging me for Goosebumps books. And I guess it's, I feel like it's probably just a turn of phrase that she uses, but I didn't love it, (laughs) to be honest. Like, if your kid asks you for books, I don't know if that's like bugging me for books. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird way to put it. But I don't want to throw shade on her because, like, she's obviously doing the correct thing here. It just was a weird way to put it. Um, And then she... Okay, this is (laughs) is another... Like, she said her husband's always trying to get their car to start. Like, it sounds like their car's a piece of shit. And uh, she's like, it has to be jumped a lot. So his coat is full of holes from the battery acid. So they got him a new coat. And I was like, I would have preferred a new car, but... (laughs) like a new car battery would that have helped the situation I feel like I don't know I'm glad he got a new coat I wish they would have gotten him a new car maybe there's more like liability issues or something like that I don't know next up we have Tamara the, the stories just get sadder by the way I don't know who did the lineup for this but like we just it's like no it just gets sadder and sadder Tamara and her two sons, Brandon and Randy, Brandon and Randy. I feel like I would get confused if my kids had a similar sounding name, Brandon and Randy. Anyway, Brandon is eight years old and they are the cutest boys. They're in these super adorable little suits, like block color suit. I would say one is blue and one is teal and Brandon's is blue. Uh, like a real like primary color blue, it's cute. And they have black turtlenecks underneath. They look so handsome. <laughs> um, Brandon also stands up to read his letter like a fucking gentleman. Love these kids. He says, oh, it's another really sweetly worded letter too. He says I would like for me and my brother, if you please, to get some clothes and a computer for Christmas. My brother's five years old, and I'd like to teach him how to use it get your Kleenex out y'all my mother has sickle cell and she goes to the hospital a lot I wish God would make my mother well so we could spend the holidays together it seems like she always gets sick and has to go to the hospital on holidays so if you can please ask God if my mommy can stay home for Christmas so that we can all be together and open our gifts together thank you your friend Brandon mom is crying I'm crying, the audience is crying, the world is crying. <laughs> so sad, like what a sad thing, Jerry's. Like that's a gorgeous letter. Oh mom, what are your feelings? How have your past Christmases been? I mean, we know, but I guess we have to listen to you. <laughs> mom says that the last two Christmases she's been in the hospital, so hopefully this year she won't be. And then she makes this really sad promise where she's like, she promises her boys that she'll try to be out of the hospital for Christmas. If she doesn't have to go to the hospital, she will be at home. It just makes me, like, you can't, you can't promise that, right? Like, she knows that. It's just so sad. <laughs> God, I really hope that that year and every year after that she was able to be home. That is, like, my truest wish right now. Jerry asks Santa, you know, okay, what can we, what can we do to help them have a nice Christmas? Oh, I'm just really trying not to cry right now. Santa says, well, we have a whole audience of people who are going to pray and people at home in TV land are going to (laughs) pray. They're going to pray like 30 years in the future. So that's one thing we can all hope for. And then we get comedy Santa back. Uh, he says he doesn't get a lot of exercise. He's got this little exercise bed. He's like, oh, I don't get a lot of exercise. This is my exercise for the year. I need help lifting this big box. It's like this big wrapped box. And the kid helps him lift it up. And it's a computer. The kid looks happy. And I have a bummer question to put in here because I am who I am. And I can't, (laughs) I can't not. Like, I remember getting my computer at about this time. And uh, it ha- um <laughs> as a kid, you're like, it'll be just like the ones at school. That's great. Like, that's what you wanted as a kid at that time was to play on the computers at school. Like they had educational games, but they had good, I don't know. My school had educational games that were good. They had this like super solver games. I don't know if anybody else got the super solver suite of games, but they were fun. Like I remember them being fun. And a whole bunch of them. Um, and then I got a computer myself at home, and <laughs> I was like, Where are those sweet, sweet games at? <laughs> and I was like, No, that's not how it worked at all. You have to get the games. So I want, I'd feel better. I'd feel a lot happier right now talking about this if I had confidence that someone had got these kids' computer games <laughs> as well as the computers. I have a feeling they're in for disappointment. Or I don't want to put, like, extra work on the parents. You know what I mean? Of, like, here's a computer. Now you're on the hook for computer games. It just bums me out. I hope that they all became computer geniuses or, like, hackers. And I hope they're all really rich. And I hope they can help their mom. God damn it. Jerry asks... Oh, sorry, they did get them some other gifts, I will will say, like, bonus gifts. They got them, like, big toys each, and clothes and coats, and there's, like, a gift basket for the mom. Jerry asks how hard it is to be sick and also a mom. Jerry. (laughs) Don't like from Jerry. It's like, I know he's just trying to make conversation, but, like, Jesus... She says her kids always help her and they're always asking if she's okay. These boys just sound like they are fucking angels on earth. I'd have liked it if Santa, like me personally, Hillary, I wish that Santa could have also helped with them medical bills, which I'm sure are uh, terrifying, or I hope they have insurance. I don't know. (laughs) Just a big can of like bummer worms. Uh... But we're kind of past that. That's the last of our families uh, that we're going to talk to. Next, Jerry talks with Jeff Zaslow. He's the founder of this Letter to Santa program. He works for the newspaper with the Sun-Times. I thought the Sun and the Times were two different things. I don't know a lot about newspapers. And I probably never will because who fucking reads newspapers? Um, Anyway... They said 27,000 kits right in every year. Uh, I wanted to look up how many people live in Chicago because that just sounded like a really high number, but I'm not, I don't know, maybe. I mean, Chicago's a big city. I'm such a small town idiot. Okay, one second. (laughs) Okay, so I just looked it up quickly. (laughs) And the population of Chicago in 1995, which I'm just going to ballpark this episode at, is 2.8 million, so I guess 27,000 makes sense. Like I said, I'm just <laughs> a tiny, tiny place, so numbers are hard for me, <laughs> but yeah, sure. Uh, Jeff kind of presents an idea, which is nice. Um, Jeff says, he's like, yeah, we got rich families will go to the store and they'll say to their kids, pick out a toy for another kid. Like you don't really need it. You have lots of kids and let's try to think about some." Else for a change. It's like a good way to get kids involved and in developing empathy and goodwill and generosity of spirit. Jeff brought these Jeff brought a whole whack of letters to pass out to the audience, which seemed presumptive. <laughs> like, I don't know that it's necessarily true that everybody that goes to the Jerry Springer show has like money bags, but I don't anyway. I that's nice, I guess. They're handouts. I hope none of them got lost. Um, and then while he's doing that, they have a choir performance that I am probably unqualified to speak on, but listen, choir now, I think, or what did they say? I think I swear I wrote it down. Ricky Dillard and the New Generation Choir, they perform, they are singing joy to the world. It's obviously like a, oh, oh God. <laughs> I know the real word for this is sort of not a remix, like a an arrangement or a rearrangement of "Joy to the World." They are going at no less than two hundred and eighty beats per minute. Like it's so it's so uncomfortable to me. I don't like it. Like um, it's just it's so fast. They're wearing these choir outfits that are ugly, but I think that's kind of standard for like choir outfits they're like they match I don't think they were I mean I think you know they did their best or not I don't even want to say that that sounds so rude and condescending I mean like it's just not something I would wear but obviously it's a choir outfit so that's not the standard (laughs) for things I would wear uh but they match and in that sense they look good well, it's hard to say that. They've got these, like, they're, like, gray robes, but they're, like, pants. They're not, like, dress robes. Uh, dress robes? Jesus. I got to learn more words. Uh, they're pants, but they look like robes. And they're this ugly gray color. And they have, like, a yellow collar on them. And then the choir director is in, like, an all-yellow outfit that matches these collars. So, like, they're coordinated, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. They're just so ugly as shit um the singing it just it i can't tell you how fast it was maybe it's just i i feel like it's probably just like not all flavors for all people like maybe it's just not a flavor that i am into but really it was the tempo i'm not against like choir music it's just the tempo was like it was, it was too much it was <laughs> too much for me and my brain it just gave me so much anxiety, and then, <laughs> there's like, so many parts. I could, if I tried to reenact it, reenact it, it would sound crazy and frenetic because it sounded crazy and frenetic to me. But like, it just like they have this whole like joy to the world, joy to the world, joy to the world. <laughs> it's like oh, it's just too much, and then there's clapping, and they're clapping so fast, <laughs> like there's a point where the choir leader starts i guess Riffy dillard starts like pointing to them like it's almost like he's playing them like ringing bells like so this one is like uh, and then the next one's like ha uh, and the next one's like ah uh, and i'm like like it's just, like it's so much like but yeah it's it's so much cuz it's like four times faster than what i just did and it kind of makes it sound like a robot i'm not i'm not here for it in my own opinion maybe it's for some people it's just not really for me um and then we go out on Jerry's final thought are you ready to cry so fucking hard (laughs) because Jerry is about to sucker punch us in the feelings right now in a way that is honestly kind of rude he says okay (laughs) I I really tried to write it out verbatim because (laughs) it's it's so much he says well we did the show but Jeff Zaslow deserves the thanks um that's true I'm glad you said that for each year appealing to our better nature to our caring compassionate and charitable instincts that lie somewhere within each of us he prints these letters knowing full well we will help but you should know there was one letter we didn't read on the show today that is worthy of note it was from a 10 year old girl she asked for a baby doll and some books. She wrote the letter from a hospital bed, ending the letter with a request for Santa to pray for her. She got the book. I'm actually crying, I'm sorry. <laughs> she got the books and the doll. Her grandmother read her one of those very books by her bedside. Ramona then closed her eyes. She went to sleep and she died. And it sounds like even Jerry's tearing up. Like, that was a weird way to put it, but like, that's so sad. <laughs> Why are you doing this to us, Jerry? Do we need any better reminder that life is fragile and temporary and how temporary our earthly journey is? How no moment is guaranteed. Let Ramona be a reminder of how important it is, not just to wait for the holidays, but to offer kindness and decency and love and caring to those whose paths we cross in this life wherever and whenever we can how important it is to treat each moment in life as if it might be the last because it might be the truth is we are surrounded in our homes our neighborhood our cities and our planet by people who for whatever reason need a helping hand so if we can help why don't we (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) santa can't do it alone and we can't always wait until christmas oh my god I just really, I can't tell you, like, it was really like, wow, we made it, right? I made it through all the sad stories and I made it through the most wild, intense choir performance and we talked to Jeff Saslow and I thought we were good and Jerry Springer tells us about this girl, Jesus Christ, it's so sad. And he says, until next, this is a sign off, I almost want to steal it as mine sign off for this podcast, he says, until next time, take care of yourself and each other. And I felt that that really went, well, topical with this episode, and now I'm crying. Um, To try to add some levity, I think, at the end, they show us some Santa auditions, and I was excited to have something to bring you guys (laughs) that would be such a Debbie Downer to end this episode, Um, but it wasn't really that funny, to be honest, except for this one guy who's, like, cabbage patching inexplicably and using this weird santa voice (laughs) it's like oh and santa goes like this and he's just like slow motion cabbage patching and it's so weird but i don't know other than that it's the santa auditions there's a guy who's funny there's a guy who sings pretty good cabbage patching guy i mean honestly i'm so emotionally devastated right now i don't know what else i could say either about anyone trying to be santa and that's this episode, sorry, I, I, well, I feel like this one's short, but I don't know if it is short or if it's just that I've been pulling these double episodes lately, so that this is actually a more appropriate length. I don't know what else I could really say, like I said, I I was hoping to come away from this uplifted after the Jenny Jones train track, train track, train wreck from last year, but I don't know if I succeeded at all, I think I just bumped myself out more and subsequently you. So with that, thank you for sticking it out with me, listening to this episode, getting bummed out on in January so that, you know, you can sit with us until next year. <laughs> Maybe we do something better. I recommend everyone to go and give to a charity right now, a local charity. I know that right now actually is a very, very difficult time for food banks. A lot of them are empty and... Um, most of us, I think, uh, will fill, do our part to fill up those food banks for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, but hunger is actually a problem all year. So I would like to use this opportunity to ask you to go if you have anything extra to spare in your budget this week, and you could maybe pass that on to your local food bank. I would, I would really appreciate it. And I know that there's a lot of people who would appreciate it even more. So with that, thank you for being here. Thank you for um, listening. Thank you for hanging in there. And I hope to see you again next week. If you have anything you want to share, you can reach out to me at realityrootspod at gmail.com. And thanks so much for being here. Okay, bye.